Celebrating the people, places, and stories that make Manitoba great. Plus a few random thoughts here and there. This is Between Two Shows with Drew and Carly. Welcome to episode 36 of Between Two Shows. We are so happy that you are here to join us. And on this episode of Between Two Shows, it's the return of a much-loved and friendly voice to Between Two Shows, Carly's grandma's boyfriend. Yeah, though he said, oh, I don't like being called that. I don't like being called yeah, that. Yeah, he wanted to be called partner. But partner, we've yeah. We've already been saying mm-hmm. Carly's grandma's boyfriend for so long now. And it's he a tough still, change. Yeah, he still can't figure out how to listen to the podcast, so I'm not concerned about him getting <laughs> so upset. He'll never know. Yeah, if, he'll if, never- if you see him at Sobeys or in line at Tim Hortons, just don't mention that part of it. Mm-hmm. But I do mention that you uh, have heard him. He loves that. He does love that. And also on this episode, we speak with author, award-winning author, Maureen Fergus. Yeah, so um, you were the you actually knew her about her before I did because she writes books where the main characters are usually an animal and they're um, she has lots of different types of writing but the ones with the animals are uh, like children's books but for the very first time she's doing a graphic novel uh-huh yeah super cool so it was really fun to talk with her and immediately hearing her speak you instantly know that she is an award-winning author because yes. you can actually visualize what she's saying she's very very eloquent so you'll finally get that <laughs> on this episode of between two shows we're just kicking off now between two shows with Drew and Carly. So it finally happened. I think game five, possibly game six, Winos got their first win. Which is interesting because you have been the championship title holding team now for three years. <laughs> yeah, but that's only because we haven't been able to like finish a season in two years now mm, because gotcha. of COVID. So yeah, we are still the reigning champs because we haven't had playoffs in two years and we're fine with that. But yeah, it seems like everyone else has really gotten better in the DE League. I don't know what's going on. <laughs> Usually like halfway through the season, they'll kind of like, um, they'll move some teams up or move some teams down, whatever they need to do. And I think that's what they're trying to figure out right now. We might be, there's nowhere else we can go down. <laughs> so uh, we just have to start getting better. But there's a lot of new girls on the team this year, and uh, we were just so excited the other night because it was a Wednesday game, which is rare. We usually play on Sundays, but because of Thanksgiving, we had a Wednesday game. And 7 o'clock game, not even really that late, uh, but now it's getting a little bit cooler. People are, you know, getting... that Once you get home, you don't want to leave again. Mm-hmm. And I was one of those people. I was, like, in bed, but I'm the goalie, so I'm like, okay, I am committed. We don't have a backup goalie. I have to go and play. But I can see our group chat going just popping off with girls being like yeah something came up I don't think I'm going to make it tonight and before (laughs) you actually go to the game when we get our schedule you have to put if you're going haven't responded yet not going so we can tell how many skaters we have because you have to have at least six and there's five on the ice at all times so six Mm -hmm. is really not that much room to work with there so a lot of girls were just saying like yeah I'm not going to make it tonight and I'm like I don't have that what's the word liberty is that the word I guess so yeah Um, because I'm the goalie. So I was like, all right, I'm going to the game. Got there an hour early. It's the only thing I'm early for in life. Yeah, because I'm the goalie. There's so much equipment that needs to be put on properly. Otherwise, I will get hurt. I will. I know my luck. So, you know, we thought, oh, wow, this is terrible. We asked the other team for some players. They said, nope, not giving you guys any players. They had 15. They had plenty to spare, but they didn't want to give us any. And uh, we just went out there and thought, wow, wouldn't it be funny if we won this game, our first win of the season when we're really shorthanded, and we won. I 
I'm so happy for you. And the win is great, but what's more important is the bigger message here. Oh, the lesson is. learned, the which is lesson. just just show up. Just show up. And who knows what can happen if you just show up. And I know it's the DE League and a rec hockey league. It doesn't really matter. But, you know, people make arrangements and, and you know. That isn't a movie. The, uh, the, the line about showing up. It isn't a sports movie. Really? It is like uh, a coach talking to his younger teammates. It's like one of the most important things you can do in life is show up and your ability to show up. Are you being serious? No, I'm being serious. I'm trying to remember what movie. It's Keanu Reeves. It's called Hardball. Did you see that one? I've never seen it. I'm assuming it's baseball? Yes. um, You could watch it at your uh, wind-up party this year. Honestly, seriously, I think maybe we should have a sleepover and (laughs) all get together and watch that. Great idea. Thank you, Drew. Wedding with cool people whenever you want it. Welcome to Between Two Shows with Drew and Carly. And joining us on Between Two Shows, we have local author Maureen Fergus. Hello, Maureen. Hello, Drew. Hello, Carly. Hello, Maureen. You are an award-winning author. Tell us how you how that came to be. How did you decide that you wanted to write books for a living? Uh, well, you know what? Um, I actually came to it pretty late. When I was uh, growing up and in university, I was I did an undergrad in science, and I did an MBA, and then I, I was working in aerospace and biopharmaceuticals, and it wasn't until I had my first kid when had my first baby. I was, I guess, 28 or 29. And I was home on mat leave. And I hadn't had that much time sort of not doing anything with my brain for a long time. And my husband suggested, you know, why don't you try writing? And up until that moment in my life, it had never even occurred to me. And, and the first time that I sat down and sort of stretched my hands out to a keyboard to write a story, it was like I was flipping them into a pair of gloves that had been waiting for me my whole life. And pretty much from that moment till today, I have been writing nonstop. Maureen, that is so inspiring. What an amazing story. What an interesting career you had before you found writing. And just what, uh, I don't know, that sounds like magical, like something out of a movie. Yeah, I know. You know what? It really felt that way. It was, it really was sort of... I wrote my first sentence of the first story I had ever tried to write, and it was almost like I had this electric thrill that went down my spine. And I just knew I'm meant to do this. So for someone who's not familiar with your books, can you tell us a little bit about them? Because animals play a really big role in all of your books, it seems. Yeah, yeah. Well, you know, I mean, I started off as a novelist. So my first six books were novels, and I used to sort of do picture books in between novels, sort of like to, you know, um, um, sorbet between, between, you know, different courses at a meal. And I, I think, you know, a lot of them do have animals because animals are funny, because, because I enjoy animal voices. So I've, I've written, I guess, about 14, 50, I've got about 14 published picture books at this point. And yeah, there's everything from, you know, Naughty Hedgehogs to Naughty Santa, you know, Grumpy Santas to Hockey Playing Vampires and, you know, and then of course there's Weenie who's this silly, you know, wiener dog who just loves meatloaf and his buddies Frank and Beans. All right, well, let's 
Let's use this as the opportunity to talk about that brand new graphic novel, Weenie featuring Frankenbeans, Mad About Meatloaf. Uh, what is the story about? Well, the story's about a weenie dog, Weenie, and he's, um, his life is pretty much focused on being hungry and wanting food. And anyway, it's a story of Weenie who desperately wants meatloaf. There's meatloaf on the counter. He makes it up on the counter and eats Bob's meatloaf and then realizes he needs to replace Bob's meatloaf and heads off to the grocery store dressed as just a regular human being and then encounters a you know the mail carrier who's his mortal enemy and etc cetera, etc cetera. it kind of goes along these lines it's very you know the fun thing about a graphic writing this one was that you know if writing a picture book is sort of like writing a you're writing a picture book is like writing a rainbow where you sort of you know kind of carry on up to the peak and then slide down the other side to a satisfying conclusion. You know, writing a graphic novel, this was like sort of hurling a super ball into a closed room and letting it ricochet around at a thousand miles an hour. So, uh, so yeah, that's sort of what the story is like. Lots of real high energy dialogue interspersed with funny little asides and, you know, just sort of a, a buckle up and away we go sort of story. Wow, you can really tell that you are an author just by listening to you talk because I can actually like visualize everything you're saying, which is very, <laughs> very cool and obviously a real talent. Also, I feel like I know this wiener dog, right, Drew? I, I, I feel like you do too, but... <laughs> I have a little wiener dog that looks exactly like Weenie. We call her Marcy the Weenie. And her whole life revolves around food. And I've been wanting for years and years and years and talking about it with Drew. I've been wanting to write a children's book series about her. And I just cannot, I just cannot seem to sit down and start writing it. I think I'm too in my head. So do you have any advice for aspiring writers? I think, well, I mean, lots of advice. You know, find and have faith in your voice, make it a priority right every day, you know, and even if you even if you you only write for a few minutes, even if you're not writing a, a story per se, just get into the habit of sitting down and writing something every day, read with a critical eye. Consider what works and what doesn't and incorporate it into your own writing. Find friends to encourage you and celebrate your victories and commiserate with you when things don't go your way. And, you know, keep trying. And as far as being in your head, you know, Carly, I think it really is kind of a, about sitting down and just playing. You know, especially when you want to write a series of books about something as awesome as like Marcy the Wiener Dog, just start playing, just start throwing things onto a page. I think it can be easy to get caught up in thinking you have to write the story from beginning to end and, and know what it's going to look like. But most of the time when I'll write a story, um, I, I throw things down on the page and then all of a sudden I'll write one line of dialogue and suddenly there's the voice of the character. And then that becomes sort of the the, the seed around which I, I grow the whole story. So that's my, my advice. Well, that's incredible advice. Thank you so much. I really do feel inspired. So thank you. We're going to take a quick little break when we come back more with Maureen Fergus. Between Two Shows with Drew and Carly. Maureen, can we ask you what you're reading right now? What I'm reading right now? I am reading, well, actually, I'm reading, rereading The Woman in the Window. Okay, I've, oh. heard, I've heard people talking about this book. Yeah, you know, it's, it's, it's really interesting, and I just 
finished recently writing a kind of that unreliable narrator really interested me. And so I actually just finished writing an adult book, an adult novel with an unreliable narrator. So oh. we'll see what that goes anywhere. But yeah, so I'm kind of going back and rereading some of those books that have that just to, you know, get a little insight into that genre. Very cool. That's All cool. Right. One thing I'm just trying to visualize and uh, maybe get a little insight on, uh, Maureen, do you have like certain things that, that you need to have in place um, to get in that writing mood, that writing spirit? Like, Do you have a certain desk or a certain room that you work at? Do you have a certain type of tea that you like to sip on? A certain keyboard or computer that you like to write on? Anything like that? You know what? Not really, actually. And I'm kind of glad about that. I mean, I've got my laptop, of course, you know, and it goes with me everywhere. But one of the um, advantages of having kind of started to become a writer when I, like, I, I had three kids in three and a half years. Um, and so I started to write at the beginning of that and wrote all the way through it. And then while the kids were growing up, so, you know, I really learned to just sort of, you know, write where I could. So, you know, as long as I have my laptop, I've written in hockey arenas. I've written, you know, I, I've written in, in cars waiting to pick up kids places. I've been right pretty much anywhere. It's really just a matter of putting the phone away, turning off every kind of all the devices and sitting down and inhabiting the characters, you know, kind of almost going into a bit of a Zen state where, where I'm not the writer kind of looking down on a page, trying to create something, but you know, I am weenie and I am just heartbroken that I can't get to that meatloaf that's on the counter. And, you know, kind of I start to see the world through my characters. And as long as I can get into that state and I can get it to it pretty much anywhere, then I'm, I'm good to go. Wow. Well, Maureen, we really appreciate you uh, sharing your process with us and telling us about uh, your brand new graphic novel, Weenie featuring Frankenbeans, Mad About Meatloaf, available now wherever great books are sold. For people who want to keep in touch with you and keep tabs, is uh, Twitter the best place to do that? Your website? How do we keep up with Maureen Fergus? Um, yeah, I'm on Twitter. I'm on Facebook. I've got a website, MaureenFergus.com, and um, and there's a contact page there, so people can email me if they, you know, just to say hi, give feedback on the books, to arrange author visits or virtual visits, whatever. All right. Well, Maureen, we really appreciate you taking some time for the interview today. Thank you so much. Thank you guys very much. I appreciate it. It's time for the Papa John Post Game Report. <laughs> Good morning. How are you this fine morning? I'm good. How are you? Not so good about the hockey game. I know. That's not how we want to start off the season. Well, everybody was saying that the Jets were going to win six of the first eight games. Who was saying that? Uh, the sports writers. Wow. They run into a hot goaltender. Yeah, no kidding. You want some stars? <laughs> I would love some stars. Okay, the third star is Dylan, the defenseman. Okay. He played a heck of a game. Second star goes to Ehlers. Nice. And the first star I'll give to Connor because he scored the only goal the Jets had. The only goal, yeah. Okay, so who do we play next? We play San Jose Sharks on Saturday night. Okay, hockey night in Canada. All right, plenty of hockey still to play. Oh, yeah, there's still uh, 81 games. <laughs> You're not counting, but you totally are. <laughs> like we normally say, go Jets, go. Love it. Okay, we'll talk to you later. Okay, dear. Okay, bye. Bye-bye. Keep in touch with Drew and Carly on social media search for at Drew Kozip and at Carly on air. I once again managed to pull it off. 
Christmas lights are now once again attached to my house, and I managed to do it during a pocket of good weather. Oh, wow. Is that what you did this weekend? Uh, that's what I did this weekend. And last year, I waited too long, and it was so cold, and it was miserable. And last year, I put the lights. I wanted to go all out. I wanted to be, like, super Christmas uh, mode. So I put the lights so close together, like, basically touching. But the overall effect was such that all the colors just sort of blurred. So it ended up almost looking like just sort of like a white blur with just like a little bit of like prism effect on it. Yeah. So this year I separated them out uh, a bit more. Um, so I think that they're going to look very, very distinct. Okay, I was going to ask someone who's never put Christmas lights on a house, and I grew up in a house that also didn't have Christmas lights. Uh, we'd only put them on our trees, and mm-hmm. we'd only did clear, not colored. Why don't you just leave them up all year round? I don't like the look of them uh, <laughs> up when it's not um, like Christmas season, so I'll uh-huh. put them up every year in about October, and then I'll take them down every year in about April. So okay, it doesn't take that long. It's not that big of a job. I put yeah. it in an audio book, and I'm just clipping away. Um, the annoying part, though, is when the clips do break, then you have to use uh, clothespins, and and that gets to be a hassle. So, I mean, that's the only Clothes pins. That yeah. can't be a good look. Well, I mean, you tuck, <sighs> it, you tuck it into the east trough and you just try your best. Like you a hope- wooden clothespin? Yes. Wow. I okay. Mean, they're plentiful, um, so that's fine. And, you know, if uh, one falls off, I'm not worried about losing it or breaking it. But, I mean, otherwise, it would just be a dangling light. So, what looks worse? It clipped in with the clothespin or a dangling light that's lower than all the rest? I mean, yeah, it all just seems like way too much work for me. But um, I appreciate people like you because... I appreciate the lights. Well, um, when you come over to drop off all my Christmas presents this year, I hope you take a moment then to enjoy all of my hard work. That's going to do it for episode 36 of Between Two Shows. Thank you so much for listening to our podcast. It truly uh, means so much to us, and we're glad that you are enjoying it. And again, stuck around to the very end. Yeah, thank you so much. And again, listening is enough. I'll say that. I'll say listening is enough. But... If you feel the need, leave us a review. Yeah, we haven't got one in a while, so we're hoping that people still like it. Um, We're getting a little self-conscious, so um, please, in the review section, do that. Or if you're listening on an app that you can't leave reviews on, just uh, slide into those DMs. Mm -hmm. Yeah, I do love that. Yeah, on our our personal Instagrams, at Drew (laughs) Kozub. At Carly on air, that's Carly with a K. All right, thank you again so much for listening to episode 36 of Between Two Shows. Okay, bye. That's it for this episode. Thanks for listening to Between Two Shows with Drew and Carly.